Well, where are we, Greg? We're in uh, Chateau Le Greg. <laughs> uh, in my mid-century basement bar with special guest Bad Boy the Cat yeah. jumping on everything. Bounding. Because he's decided since I've moved in here that this whole downstairs is his domain. Makes and he sense. gets excited anytime anyone's down here. I think you got it twisted. <laughs> this entire fucking house is his domain. That's true. Like, yeah. You just live here. He doesn't give a fuck about the upstairs. He gets so excited if I stand up and I start moving towards the basement steps. He just like runs down here, gets all fucking hyped up. Hmm. Ever since I put that couch there, mm. that couch he went ape shit for immediately, like jumped on it and never got off of it. Like he just decided like <laughs> that's his. Like I just finished vacuuming all the cat fur off of it before you guys got here because it was just covered in it. He's just been squatting on my couch. Because he knows this is where the party's going to be. Yeah. Absolutely. Should we describe what we're uh, we're seeing? No. No. People aren't allowed to know. I don't think they could handle it. You yeah. posted it on the internet already. <laughs> <laughs> Only part of it. Uh, all right, that's fair. Yeah. The rest must be left to speculation. Mm-hmm. Now that people can have physical parties in the meat space, mm-hmm. there's going to be some orgies in here for sure. Some uh, Illuminati secret parties. Um, maybe some tabletop gaming, but right, right. You know, if we can squeeze it in, you know, <laughs> right. it's gonna be pretty busy down here. <laughs> Tis the season. This is, yeah, you know, those famous uh, Hallmark cards. Tis the season <laughs> for secret Illuminati sex orgies. Yeah, that's what that's about, right? I don't know. I don't really understand Christianity. Yeah, <laughs> it was that guy dying day too, or whatever. Born, sorry, born the other one. It's Easter. Where does he come back? Oh, fuck, I don't know. I'm not good at this. I was a Catholic. <laughs> rejected all of this. So, so your your Catholicism is on par with like all of the French that I learned in middle school. Mm, you yeah, just yeah. forget all of it. Yeah. yeah. So, Greg, what are you drinking in your uh in this very lovely fancy red zinger? Hmm. Never had red zinger. It's like herbal. Yeah. It's delicious. Is it raspberry? Like I forget. No, it's uh, it's mostly like cherry ish. Mm. Mm. What's what zinger come from? <laughs> What's what does zinger mean? Is it in taste? It's like it? a celestial season. Yeah. red zinger. I used to get it at the zingers. hive all the time. Yeah, it was like a lemon zinger. Yeah, there's a lemon yeah. zinger, an orange zinger. That used to be my go-to at the beehive. Man, get a big old pot red zinger, some honey. All right then. Does it taste like like a Dr. Rapper? No, just oh. a little coke in it. Not at all. All right. <laughs> what does it taste like? I've never had it. Zing. Uh, it, like almost like a fruit punchy type okay. of flavor. Yeah, okay. it's zingy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's got the zing on full effect. I don't know what zing tastes like. That's the problem I'm having here. Maybe you'll find out one day. Use yeah. your imagination. I did, but all I keep coming back to is Dr. Pepper. <laughs> There's a little bit of a zing to Dr. Pepper, though. Uh, there is, yeah, That yeah. is true. A little bit yeah. of a, yeah. you know, a little zip. I'm not wrong here. Che- cheer wine. I've had cheer wine. It's got that same Dr. Mm. Pepper-ish zip okay. to it. Yeah. Okay. It does. But it tastes absolutely nothing like this tea. <laughs> no. Just so you know. No. I'm so confused. I know less about this tea than when we started. What about you? Dave? Oh, so I'm drinking uh, Jack's. It's a, uh, I believe it's from Pennsylvania. Um, Helen's the, Blend, it says. It's Helen's Blend, and um, it is not fresh. It's been aged, I hear. It's been aged, um, un, unintentionally aged. So the um, Tuesday, every Tuesday night, 
Uh, I played Dungeons and Dragons. It's been going on for like 15 years, I think now. Maybe longer. I don't know. Routinely, you know, someone will be like, oh, we're getting low on beer. Buy a bunch of beer, a bunch of cider. Have it sort of stockpiled, you know, and refresh the pile every once in a while. This stock is from right before pandemic. We'd bought a bunch. It was sitting there. And then... Is that going to be like a new thing? Special vintage pre-pandemic. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) It tastes fine, and it doesn't seem to be dangerous. Um, There's probably other stuff that is less friendly to the post-pandemic. It's like pre-war, post-war. Now we got (laughs) (laughs) pre-pandemic, (laughs) post-pandemic. Got to get that pre. It's so much more valuable. Yeah. Rare. (laughs) Rare bird. Everything after was shit. (laughs) So that's what I'm drinking now. And what do you got there, Nick? I'm triple fist in it today. So I'm <laughs> drinking one of these um, ciders that's going to make us sick. I'm drinking a toasted white chocolate Starbucks drink that's definitely going to make me fucking sick. <laughs> and then uh, this elderberry kombucha that's going to make me not sick. So hopefully it balances all out. Just all cancels it. each other out. Yeah. Kombucha. <laughs> Needed some caffeine. I had this. I actually like drove i was pulling out of the driveway stopped my car pulled back in got this drink and something else this hat that i forgot because i was like oh it's kind of cold and uh thank god i got the drink right you know what though this may be saving you because between the the potentially dangerous jacks and um that starbucks drink that you described that sounds like hell the kombucha might be the only thing that saves your stomach later or i'll just be projectile vomiting in like 15 (laughs) minutes (laughs) All over this new basement. Damn it. New to Greg basement. Yeah, I guess I could uh, expand a little bit on the, on the fact that You're being is, really secretive about this know, basement. I'm, I'm, I'm secretive, Dave. Yeah. I'm, I'm mysterious. Just let them in a little bit. Just a little bit. A little tidbit. A little, a little bit. A little tease. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I already said it's a, it's a mid-century bar. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, how to describe it, I guess? I, I don't know. Surrounded by almond wood paneling and... Yeah, from Mika. <laughs> no, what, what is this? Is this what would you uh, call this? This is would this not from, be from Mika. No, no, it's a. I don't know, but it's a nice checker bar top, weird red uh, acrylic. I imagine paneling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's red glass and red acrylic everywhere. Yeah, no joke. It's fabulous. It really nice. does look amazing. Yeah, it's my new spot. Been living here for about a month now. Uh, a lot has happened since the last episode, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, including yeah. Uh, me moving into a house. Um, Congratulations! Uh, thank you, yeah, dude. Good to be here. Um, and this is this is episode thirty, and we're gathered face to face for the second time in a year and a half. Wow! Yeah, yeah. Been yeah, like what 16, 17 months, something like that. I this feel like this one's gonna time. stick though, because the last one we just did it because it was like. We had dipped into like yellow zone or like mm. whatever, like the like it wasn't super dangerous, so we gave it a shot. And that, like now we're all vaccinated. Now we're invincible. Yeah. yeah. Now so we can do anything. Yeah. Our uh, super mutant abilities have yet to surface from our five G shots, but uh, I'm waiting. Yeah. I'm excited. To see what the big reveal is. What do you think you're getting? I'm thinking I'm getting Wolverine claws, dude. Mm. Absolutely. Mm. I've just been buying lots of Microsoft products lately. <laughs> <laughs> That's a sick ability, bro. <laughs> so, um, does anybody have any notes? Any things they want to talk about? Hmm. Someone has some notes. 
Uh, like, God damn, yeah, that's a lot of notes. Yeah, he's got lots. It's a wall of text I'm looking Cause at. Because I'm better. I've always been better just typing my thoughts rather than mm. speaking them. So sometimes if I have a thought, I'll just jot it in there. I really don't have much notes. Like, Do you I mean, want to just like use like text to speech for that so you don't even have to talk? <laughs> yeah. just, just let that run. <laughs> Microsoft Sam. <Yeah. laughs> this module sucks. Period. Hey, what was the what was the that came with the sound blaster card? Oh, oh fuck. Dude. Dr. Spatzo. Um, yes. Wow. That's a yeah. deep cut. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's embedded in me. Dr. Yeah. Spatzo. Those are magical things back yeah. then. Yeah. But that's not what we're using. You got your sound blast of 16 and your your voodoo graphics card, yes. dude. Good <laughs> to go. Me. Ready to play Unreal 99. <laughs> but that's not that's not what we're here to talk about. We're here to talk about what's on your notes. We're putting a lot of weight on my notes. Like, these really aren't good. But like, like if your notes really are thoughts, like, well, like, we've already covered Sound Blaster 16. I guess I'll skip that one. Fuck, I'm, I'm done. It's half the list. Um, at the top of my notes, some of the random thoughts I had was hot topics and news. Uh, I got Muff Wiggler's transition to a non-binary, non-gender conforming web forum. <laughs> and is now known as Mod Wiggler. And no one cares. Uh, Mr. Dataline walks away from Electron mm-hmm. and no one cares. But who will be the face of that company now? Question mark. Ooh, good question. Who knows? Your heart's Nobody. not in these, these news updates <laughs> no, these at all. Talking, these are not yeah. good news. Uh, and I, I don't know. Like, you know. I mean, I'm actually pretty on board with the Muff Wheeler change. I, I mean, I think like <laughs> there's no reason not to try to be more inclusive. And if someone's like, I'm gonna argue with you. That's day. that's fine. I just, <laughs> but it's it's one of those things where like if it's a small change that could have a big impact to make people not feel like it's just a hobby for uh, white male. True, mm-hmm. but I feel like almost every time that that has come up on the forums, people who aren't white males have weighed in and said they've never felt excluded due to the name. It's usually the certain individuals that do that you know what i mean the name i don't think was ever really offending anybody that's fair i mean that's 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 certainly a separate issue that needs to be addressed independently than this but from like someone who's someone who's not a white male who's like i'm interested in this and they do a google search and it's gear sluts and muff wiggler Mm -hmm. well this doesn't sound like this is for me this sounds like this is for you know uh white males who think this is an okay way to to speak white males can be sluts too that fair but like that's have them off (laughs) (laughs) that get all up in that mussy (laughs) (laughs) i i i genuinely don't have a retort to that perhaps you have won this round (laughs) no dropped a bomb on that one yeah if the name change does in fact make it a more inclusive and positive vibe overall than I'm for it. But I, I don't think anyone cared much one way or the other, except yeah. for like certain people just wanted to nitpick it. You know right. what I mean? And there's, but, and there's going to be assholes, but at right. least it's not on the front door on the sign. Now mm. you have to go inside to find out that half the people here are pieces of shit, <laughs> but at least it's, it's at least welcoming you past the Google search. Where, and it, I wonder too if people even know the origin story. Some of the people complaining as to like there are two electroharmonics pedal pedals, yeah. the big muff and the I forget voltage wiggler or something mm-hmm. wiggler. Yeah, 
Um, and the Big Muff, I even traced the origin because there are articles about this, and it was because the sound was muffled. That's why they yeah. named it the Big Muff. Mm-hmm. I'm sure at the end of the day, there was probably some marketing. It was like, yeah, if there's a double entendre here, then nobody's going to be like super upset. Sure. But you can't know that. Um, but yeah, Wiggler and then the kind of combination, the like wombo of the two of them, and the fact that Mike came up with it and it's his forum or was his forum, it's kind of like, yeah, you know, you kind of want to retain it. It feels a little weird to change it, but. I'm over it too. At first, I was like, "Oh, blah 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 blah," but now it's like, "Okay, don't care in some ways." Right. And also, if it's like, if they want to make it so it's something that nobody ever has to talk about again, I get it. Yeah, you know. So, and and I think also like as time moves forward, our sensibilities change. What's okay one year isn't later, mm-hmm. and and True. art and the way art is made evolves with that. So you know, something ten years ago may have had a different context or maybe wasn't as big a deal as it is now. Well, you need to adjust with the times and you can either, you know, look at it and go, is this, is this an improvement we can make and we want to be a part of, or you, can you sort of like, there are people that will continue to say like, and use shitty slurs for some groups of people because mm-hmm. they, this is, I've always used this or this is like other people aren't offended by it. Like, like that's where you draw your line. That's what you want to like, that's the hill you want to die on. That's fine. I th- I think that's stupid. Yeah, I feel you. I also just don't like the new name though, too, because I just think it's just like oh, mod. Like I don't know. It's, it's very super generic. I was gonna say it's so generic. Yeah, that's so the other. Yeah, I, f- I feel like if there was gonna be a name change, then just fucking go all in mm-hmm. and come up with something zany, yeah. crazy, whatever the fuck, something Agreed. creative. I mean, Muff Wiggler, you know, as I guess controversial as the name can be at times for people, it was unique. Oh yeah, right. you know yeah. what I mean. It was. I you know something different well, it stood out from your typical generic ass gear form. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. And still, always call it like muffs. You yeah. know, it's just so quick to call. It. You can't like call it mods. That just doesn't make sense. Like gear slots, they probably should have changed ages ago. You know, that one's a little more egregious. But like sure. Muffwiggler like, is a little more like, oh, some of you weren't even around here too. Like back in you know the day to pull the old man shit out. But like. It is kind of like a little hard to see a change. But on the other hand, like, I don't give a fuck either. If I go from having 11 goos to 11, like, you know, completely boring like, person <laughs> icons, though, yeah. I'm fucking out. Oh, yeah. I wonder yeah. if my goo mug that says Muff Wiggler for, for life, uh, I wonder if that's, like, uh, going to be uh, a collectible now. It's going to be worth money, man. Get that Schwayman money. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be worth Schwayman bucks. I, w- I went and checked those prices again just a few weeks ago, and it's still ridiculous. Nobody buys it now, but it's like even mm-hmm. higher. Even though they said like it's cool, they're actually going to start producing the stuff again. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, and they're already servicing stuff, so that's cool. But yeah, it's just fucking unreal. Six thousand dollars for a little thirty HP single voice module that doesn't even sound that great. Did you see that some there's uh there's now reverb listings for packaging that doesn't include the product. Yeah, it's like original packaging for certain wow. modules. Yikes. And it was like, it wasn't outrageous. Let me rephrase that. It was like 20 or 30 bucks, which is outrageous for what is a cardboard box with a stamp on it. Mm. Yeah. But like, I feel like that's crossing another line. Let's like, make bootleg boxes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I save mine. Like, I have a box that's literally just full of module yeah. boxes, yeah. but. Yeah, you'd think that's something somebody could really easily counterfeit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because a lot of them aren't all that amazing. They're just no. plain white, like 
yeah. packaging box with a stamp on it. Like yeah. you said, yeah. some don't even have a fucking yeah. stamp. The synth tech stuff is just white box. That's yeah. it. Yeah. That's what you yeah. get. And I get it. I probably wouldn't. Yeah. And I, I, um, I like as soon as I get the box, I just throw. There's a big shelf that has all the empty boxes, and then when I sell a module, I just grab one that'll fit. Mm. Like no one who's bought anything off of me off Reverb has the original, gotten original box. box. Yeah, uh, it's yeah. the one that fit. I try to always find the original mm-hmm. when I sell it. Um, mm-hmm. and there's been a few times where I didn't, or I couldn't find it because I just had too many fucking module boxes or whatever. So I just yeah slapped it in whatever fit. Especially like when it comes to the mutable ones because they're all pretty much similar. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Um, and only one time did I have somebody complain. Same. Um, one time I had someone be like, "No, I didn't have the original box." Yeah, they were like, "Fucking use it." They're like, "This was in a." I, I think I sent it in like a. It was like a make noise. Um, what's the touch thing? I forget. Oh, the, pressure uh, points. Pressure, pressure points. points. Yeah. I, I sent it in a pressure points box because I found it. And I I still had one, and I was like, "Oh yeah, slap it in there." And this guy was like, "Oh, this came in a pressure points box." Blah blah blah. I'm like, "That's that's, that's okay, right?" He's like, "I guess," but. And he was like, did you stop and remind yourself <laughs> it's a fucking box? <laughs> yeah, I'm like, okay. that's not really what you were buying. I never even considered the fact that somebody would like have an issue with that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, with the way components are going, dude, it might be, uh, might be the future, man. Uh, all these original modules might soon be like collectible, yeah. you know, because it might not be able to get reproduced or shortage might impact modules overall so much. It's kind of crazy. That's rad that, um, Scott can do another piston run. I was concerned about that and mm, yeah. why they were so out of stock, but definitely want one of those Mark Threes like we were talking about a little. Those look sick. Just having that ability to CV sweep through presets yeah. like the Bionic Luster too, that kind of gets me excited after that live set. Yeah. That would make it so much easier to deal with stuff. Were you using the Luster in your live setup? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I had BIA and uh, the Piston Honda going into it. Each of the channels just in low pass individually. Maybe we should uh, segue into that then. Yeah. Boss, I think it's Boss RC505. Mm. Um, they have a ton of different loopers. They have like a 500 and like the pedal one and some older ones. But the 505 is the one that uh, Blawan uses if you've seen any of those videos of him playing stuff and he's used it for a number of years. It's not new, it's been out since like 2013 or something. But they just like updated it to fix stuff in October so you could like. Um, have it uh, follow MIDI clock, um, not slave, follow MIDI clock, and uh, it would actually stay in time and not like lose it over time. Um, and it works super well. Like You can just set arbitrary loop lengths. Um, you get five of them. You get effects on the input and the output. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's yeah, it's definitely been a game changer. Definitely building my live set around it with the Rhythm uh, 7U modular and that and just kind of dumping modular sequences. Pretty much stealing blow on steez in a way but it's just like a good trick and mm-hmm. um as far as like modular sets it seems like a nice way to capture something and keep it moving it would not fuck with loopers deeply in the past not this at all relatively new always generally avoided them or they didn't work when you tried to sync it to a clock mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. uh yeah so this one actually does work really well i kind of like that it's uh a little like 90s cheesy to like the mm-hmm. case and uh yeah it's it's awesome um can't believe it works you said effects on the inputs and outputs. Can you yeah. have those simultaneously? No. I okay. found out you can't, actually. You can pick three different chains of them, and you can enable them or disable them. Mm-hmm. They make an RC202, which they made a number of years later, and it's just a two-channel version, which is still interesting, uh, but it's only like 200 bucks cheaper, so five versus two. That one, you get simultaneous effects. Um, okay. I think they're a little more limited, maybe, or you pick them a little differently. 
Um, but it's still like, I don't know, that might do the trick for live stuff, but also having yeah. like five loops is super appealing. And I've learned you can like back stuff up to it and it'll save them mm-hmm. like as you're working. So it's just like what I was doing with the Octatrack kind of, but mm-hmm. actually a little more seamless and less clicky um, as far as the mm-hmm. looping goes and like that. And a much easier interface. Oh my God. That was like a multi-step thing and it dominated <clears throat> the machine. Whereas this is just like, you could be really drunk and just hit the button and it'll loop it perfectly and then hit it again and it'll overdub or play it back. Um, Mm-hmm. So pretty configurable too. Um, yeah. Like 99 minutes of like sampling time, which Holy is shit. like a fucking ton yeah. stereo. Sounds good enough. You know, doesn't sound like noisy or shitty. Mm-hmm. So are you imagining a scenario where you have it preloaded with a bunch of stuff or are you, are you going to start with like a blank slate each set? Good question. I think both to some degree, like a uh, three free ones and then two freebies mm-hmm. maybe. But then like, I don't know. That's a good question. Then I'd have to like correlate them and I'm kind of trying to not do that Mm -hmm. because before I was going down the path of my modular of like, I'm going to make four patches in here and I'm going to try to iterate through these patterns and like, that's a lot of setup and uh, Mm -hmm. config to remember in a live set too. And this can be more like, maybe I can have some patches, but no, like, all right, I'm done. Dump this over in a four bar loop and then just fuck something up, cue it up um, and then get going. So I got some practice to do, but it's been pretty damn good so far. Nice. Nice. Yet integrated, like I haven't even looked at the manual except to remember how to. Um, you gotta do this modulation thing so that the loops will stop when you stop MIDI clock if you want it to. Otherwise, mm-hmm. it'll keep running, which you may want. That's like a total viable thing I could see people wanting to do. And then, um, the fuck was it? How to like turn off the one effect? But yeah, it didn't. It comes with like a huge phone book manual, but you don't really <laughs> need it at all. It's yeah. pretty fucking straightforward. Nice. Yeah, totally impressed with that thing. They did a good job. And the effects so, are decent enough? Yeah, totally. There's like a low-pass filter that does the job and sounds a little bassy when it's low. Um, beat repeat, super cheesy, but awesome. It does the trick. Um, and some delay and reverb. The reverb's kind of shitty, but you know. Yeah. It's a can, live set. Can you do things like, are the loops, do they have individual outs, or is this all going through no. like a map? No, okay. Stereo input. some ideas. Stereo but, output. Gotcha. Yeah, that would be the, um, if they had multi-outs on it, holy shit, that would be cool. I guess if you really wanted to get crazy, you could have two of them. Mm-hmm. I've seen people do that. Okay. I'm just thinking Perfect. like mixing in between, you know what I mean? And getting real complex and having different gear going to one or the other, you know what I mean? And then looping in between. The two. Now that you, you just can't just keep it simple. I know. That's Jesus Christ. This is why. Oh, here, here's something really great and simple and intuitive. How can I make it super complex? That's, that's what I do, Dave. That's why I don't play out much because I end up just making shit way more overly fucking <laughs> yeah. complicated for myself than it needs to be. And You're then only I happy just, when it rants. And then I'm not satisfied with it because I failed to achieve this overly complicated yeah. fucking plan that I have. And I yeah. just, fuck it, I'm not going to do a show. Actually, yeah. that makes me think it would be a good idea to have two of the tiny boys, two of the two channels. Mm. Oh, you shit. You get the full flexibility. And okay, then now we're talking. Two sets out. I like it. And it'd be 50 bucks more. Yeah. Maybe. That's not a bad idea. That is interesting. Oh my god! Like the look on your face. I'm, just, I'm like, thinking. It's, it's right now, just it, the wheels. I can hear. Yeah, right them. now I'm thinking pad-based yeah. MIDI controller up to each one, triggering different loops or pre-recorded material on one channel and loops live loops on the other, and being able to punch it in. Yeah, that makes sense. Cause yeah, after using the looper like for a couple more weeks now, it's still relatively new to me, but I'm, I'm definitely much more used to it. Um, it definitely it was such a lifesaver in that live set for like transitions and shit like that just the ability to like quick 
you know, I played the whole set basically through the looper. Like it's just the analog rhythm and the 7U, um, ran the rhythm and the 7U inputs like mixed in there and then just took one output from the modular into the looper. And then just, you know, you can audition it through there basically and then just take your loops. And at that point, you just got to be like, okay, turn your volume fader down in your loop, um, take your loop. Um, it, it's always perfect, which is really nice. Um, and then just like cut it over as you figure out how to deconstruct the other channels or get it to a point where you can dip that over, switch your patterns, change your modular configuration simply or whatever, and then move. And that worked out like super fucking well. Um, and I also realized too, I like having some loops on there to like just some presets to be like, okay, I know there's like this hi-hat pattern with like a low bass that I can throw on top of like a kick drum pattern if I think it's like a little underweight or something like yeah. that. Oh, so it's like a full like part of the song. Yeah, yeah, oh, okay. some of that stuff was. Or like, that's the thing that I had to practice is like you can get into a rhythm where you like get your basic drum loop you want to have. Like loop that up because you're looping everything through the looper. So if you want something to be separate, you've got to loop it separately and not have it playing because otherwise you'll be in the situation like, oh, I just want to loop the drums, but I have the whole mix playing, but it's going to sound like dicks if I like just cut that out right now and take a loop. So that's like part of the strategy I had to like bake into my brain a little. Um, but you can also just at the end of the day be like, all right, I'm just going to loop everything and get out of this. So there's like that strategy too, which I used to do on the Octa track, but it like always kind of didn't work or um, yeah, just this is so much easier. And then the ability to like affect that and have like synced like filter shit like that, which is just, it was a lot of fun um, in that live context to be able to just filter shit down a little bit on um, the modular and on that um, looper. Yeah. So yeah, it's like, I, I love it. Like I can see myself just getting better at it over time. And even as I was practicing at first, it was just like one bar loops. And then it was like two one bar loops, a two bar loop and a four, and then two ones, a two, a four and an eight. And I kind of like that setup because like you can just take an eight bar loop, do like a longer melodic thing, dump that off quick. And then, all right, now I can like reset the modular. Um, which is where that Harlequin's, Harlequin's context comes into play too, because then it's like, all right, I know these like presets on plats will change these modes, or like I did like a chord progression with it on the plats chord machine using like the harmonic parameter. I think harmonic or timbre, whichever fucking one changes that. Um, I think what's the third parameter? I don't remember. Harmonic. There's uh, timber, harmonics, frequency, morph, morph, morph. morph. That's thank you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But more if you can morph like the chord shape. I'll cut out us not remembering the word morph. Oh no, it's <laughs> one. We all use you have three of them. Yeah. I, th well, that's the thing. Like I just I have it all memorized. Yeah. I don't know even mm -hmm. ever look to see what's what on there because I yeah. just like know yeah. what does what. You know, like, yeah, it's bottom right. Yeah. It's just, yeah, yeah. So we um, I, I remember asking you this uh, uh, at the show, but you were using Harlequin's context. To even change the like the mode, like you yeah. basically had like a full like Platts preset scene set up in uh, and so you could just pop to that and like totally everything was just set up. I did it really simply where I had those three chord variations, then I had the fourth one that was not. It was I think FM or one of the other ones to a certain parameter, and then I had like harmonic and timber were the other two knobs, and I think the fourth one was just open because I changed like my patch at the end of it just to not use something. For our, our listeners' sake and, and my own, since I'm not too familiar with it, oh, yeah. what is the Harlequin? Oh, yeah, yeah, that's a good point. So it's basically, um, it does a bunch of things, but at its most basic, it's like a 
static voltage presets. So you get like four knobs that correspond to four outputs that are just offsets. So you can create like a preset basically. And then you got four buttons underneath that that you can switch between. But on the other level, you get like four sets of four buttons. So you get like 16 things you can switch through. And then there are other modes where you can actually turn those into modulators too. You can have them be little envelopes on each one or LFOs or like a mix on each one. And there's a, and there's a gate and CV input. Yes. So it's kind of like poly N preset, but like yes. more compact. Exactly. Like yeah. like a four banger or, yeah. okay. And you can sequence through those with that CV gate. Yeah. There are like a bunch of different modes too. It's like one of those things where it's really cool in that um, I was using it within like 10 minutes of having it. Like, okay, like this is the basic mode. But then there are these other like hidden modes um, that you don't have to fuck with, but you can step through each of those scenes for the four parameters, which is cool. And this is what also got me on the select bus shit because it uses that select bus stuff that like the Variegate 8 and the Variegate 4 and some other things do like the Renee, I think does it too. Where you can um, have one, you could have two of them and have one be leader and one be follower and have like eight knobs. And then just as you go through the presets, it'll switch. Or as mm. you change your Variegate 8 pattern, it'll switch all of those presets on the Harlequin's context and know which thing to go to. I think the metron does that shit too yeah. i've been like eyeing that up even i'm glad it doesn't do pitch then this is derail but that metron looks sick but it doesn't do pitch without those right. little expanders and i'm just mm. not into it so based on the you describing the uh, harlequin's context and like me watching like one video and i think it was like i forget who did the video it may have been from shack matt yeah their video is good i just ordered it right away mm-hmm. I, i've not had a lot of time to play with it yet who makes it Shack Matt. Shack Matt. Their stuff is cool. Yeah. So, yeah Shack Matt. This is pre built or a kit? Both. You can get okay. either. Um, I got it pre built because I don't think any kits were available. They just made Same. them available like this week. Yeah. I uh, I couldn't find any kits. They do that like Bishop's Miscellany. They have a bunch mm-hmm. of like weird ones. That mm-hmm. one's like drum sequencing, I think, or like something else. And they've got like. a couple of those 1U ones, the odd 1U. Yeah. Uh, they have some good ones yeah. like that. There's one like a clock divider. That's there's, it, yeah. There's like an octave one that I might get. Yeah, because um, I've been into that a little bit. Yeah, I was looking into the octave one too. That, I've been liking the. I used that VPME.de like octave and semitone switcher a lot last night. Yeah, that was uh, anytime there was like a melodic transposition, it was doing that with those switches, which seems like it's so like feels like unmusical at the end of the day. I'm using this little mechanical switch to like make a melody, but <laughs> yeah. fuck it, it's it like, sounded good. Was it quantized? Yeah, it did run into the, that was the Hysteria VCO with the Quantize on, when okay. I finally remembered to turn it on, because it won't remember <laughs> it through power cycle. I was like, ooh, that's sour. Like, oh, fuck, I got to hit the red button. And then it tightened it up. Because there was none of that when you were playing last night. It was just progressing very nicely. And I was like, damn, that sounds really good. It, it, it didn't have that sort of microtonal vibe to it. Yeah, I practiced that for a while, too. There was like a specific switches I had to have. And I even put like... You know those little LED cover stickers? Yeah. Like I was putting white ones of those on like certain modules, like at certain positions so I could remember like, oh yeah, it's this like in the middle of these seven switches. I got it. This one's octave up and down or something like that. But to take it all the way back to the looper, they need to make another version of that looper. It's like so close. They're like, put a better screen on it, like a little like different effects. Like there's some flaws to like when you switch effects, you can't like... I don't know what the delay value is. I just, I even use like little pieces of paper on the knob position to be like, oh, this is where like I think quarter clock delay is or something like that. So there's a little shit like that. They could make it a lot nicer. Yeah. I don't know. Looper's fucking tight though. 
I definitely like it in the live set. I couldn't imagine playing without one now. So now that you're like fired up for loopers, is have you looked at other ones or is this the one that like you're stuck with? It's the best one. Not stuck I've with, found. but like you really like you're you're sold on this one. Yeah. yeah. I was even using the one in the ER three oh one for a while. There was a while where I had a version of the set that didn't have the looper. Because I was like, Oh, I just want to be more compact. This is too much shit. But in the end it's like it's just so nice to have that thing. Like I just smash this button and it takes the loop. It's like hard to get away from that. You know, it's so simple. So Greg. <laughs> yeah. What else is on your list? Oh, jeez, my list. Well, you, you, you're the one with a list. On my list, bro. I don't have a list. Nick didn't bring a list. I didn't. I don't have a list. He had he a list of three drinks. Yeah. My list. <laughs> this is true. Did you close your list? I did on accident. Fuck. I gotta know where you are. What else is on my list? Oh yeah, a little note from last episode. The make noise strega. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So last last episode. We were not fans. We were not enthusiastic yeah. about it. Someone might be flip flopping. Uh, <laughs> well, I had, I had a lot it. of criticisms. I, I had a lot of criticisms about it. The steep price tag, right? Um, the purposely abstruse panel and marketing verbiage. Check. And the Cortini worship aspect of it all, right? Now, here we are a few months later. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We know where say, this is going. I feel the same way about all of that. Oh, that was an M. Night Shyamalan twist. Ah, twist. You pulled the rug out. I really thought this was going somewhere different. I thought you I, I thought you were going to like reach down underneath the, the <laughs> counter and pull out like you had one. That would have been well, sick. I, I'm. I bought one. <laughs> I, I kind of want to. Like the, the criticism I have, I still feel yeah, the same yeah. about. However, mm-hmm. uh, over the last couple months since the last episode, there's been a few demos mm. and overviews of it on YouTube. Mm. Um, the demos especially have kind of opened my eyes to it. There's a couple people that are making things with it that don't just sound like Cortini in a box. Right. Um, people are starting to get a little creative with it. And I'm, I'm starting to like warm up to it a little bit. Um, it seems like as far as like a highly portable, semi-modular noise drone box it it would be nice mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. in, in a live setup um probably wouldn't have too much use for it in the studio but i can definitely see it be appealing to me for a live setup um it's just that price tag is the only reason why i haven't bought one like i'm kind of digging the sound but it's hard to justify six hundred dollars yeah uh, for that when there's a lot of other things out there that you can get for six hundred dollars yeah that yeah. are a little and like we uh, talked about last better. time, like you could make something mm. that you wanted to do, replicate a lot of that, right? For less, sure, and get more precisely what you're looking. Like for. those Dreadbox modules that you've been, yeah. With, Nick. Like those are like what ninety nine dollars a piece, ninety nine bucks each, and you could get the delay, the filter, mm-hmm. the VCO, and probably be very close to Strega territory, minus the touch points and things Love like that. Love that oscillator. Yeah, it sounded good. Yeah, I dig it. That module. So much CV control, too. They're, like, patched out really nicely. Yeah, I would like to look more into those, especially now that I'm on a tight budget for the next several months. You know what I mean? So, like, any modules that I get, they're going to have to be cheap or used or both. Yeah, especially if someone was getting into modular. I think those would be a great start because there's mm. 99 bucks for the, like, dual VCA and filter, too. I don't know if it's dual, but, like, those two, like, that plus uh, the oscillator, like, that's pretty cool for 200 bucks right i'd much rather go that route 
over uh, Behringer. You know, oh, yeah. you can go for like cheap starter modules. No question. Just your average, um, you know, East Coast style synth modules. And like Pittsburgh kind of had that area for a while. Yeah. Of like the sort of like inexpensive, like a cheap oscillator, cheap filter, yeah. cheap, cheap VCA. Um, but it seems like they, they've, they've switched gears. I mean, so, dope fur is still a solid choice too. Yeah, I, I, yeah. absolutely. I don't, yeah. I don't mean to roll them out, but at the same time, like, not a whole lot of people carry them. Yeah, you know what I mean. And they have so many choices now that it's kind of overwhelming. Like their yeah. stuff is so broken out per mm-hmm. module. You know what I mean? Like, and there's like a lot of like dash X or d- there's a lot of like variations yeah. on existing ones. And it was like, oh wait, which which one of these do I want? It? Yeah, I mean, it can be confusing to us. You know, who've, who's been fucking with this shit for years now. You know, I can't imagine someone who's new jumping in and being like, well, I'm going to go all dope for and, you know, take a look at their lineup, see what we get. And it's just going to be fucking overwhelming, I'm sure, and confusing. I don't like the way they look or the layouts, but they do sound that good. That too, generally. yeah, and the overall aesthetic of them, yeah. The Behringer ones, uh, someone that we know that has a ton of them, like if you have an issue with one they'll straight up just send you a new one they were like oh don't even send the other one back (laughs) just like here you go like that's how like a palm pilot like that level of just like it's not worth trying to fix it (laughs) just take take two more please it's just amazing the the dreadbox ones like they sound great they look great yeah i like those colorful panels too everything's like a unique color so you can tell the modules apart from Mm -hmm. each other and they just seem to uh i don't know they're just more appealing Mm-hmm. You know, my only complaint with them, and it's not too big, is that they do um, jacks on the top and the bottom mm. instead of just having like the jack field at the top or the bottom. Sure, so, but it's they're still like so nice to use in the sliders, or like really, I don't know, I love the thing, it's cool. So, ultimately, you're not gonna get Strega if I can find one used in the near future, I would buy it probably at a, you know, at a decent discounted price i don't think i would ever pay retail for that for what it is so fast forward to the next episode where we show up and you've got two of them see if they're used stragas i saw one pop up on uh wiggler (laughs) i'm just gonna call it wiggler (laughs) uh 570 it's so quick oh there's there's one on reverb too I, i always like neglect reverb Oh yeah, there's there's the gouge. It's so reverb. There's the one for eight hundred eleven dollars with fifty dollars shipping. Nice. Yeah, there's I'll buy the that one. Pre order for the full price, and then there's an actual five seventy one that'll be gone in like the next refresh. I mean, if that one's more than retail, it's probably got like some Cortini sperm on it or right. something. Totally. Yeah. yeah, it's that one's extra magical. It's got, it's got that extra Cortini alchemy. Mm-hmm. Uh, you licked the inside of the case. <laughs> so what else on this list? We've we've barely made a dent. Uh, we, we made a big dent. Uh, aside from that, I just have some stats of the SSF, aka Steady State Fate, uh, the triptych. Mm. That's what the uh, Basic had a hand in this. Yes, sir. Our, our homie Basic. Yeah. And also someone who I'm not familiar with, Boys Noise. Oh yeah, they're like a pretty, um, relatively popular like techno group yeah boys noise yeah. techno huh yeah I believe i so. heard the kids are into the technos these days some of them are um but yeah i don't know it's kind of neat you know and mainly grabbed my attention because it was you know the basic yeah. collab and i was like okay what the fuck's he doing 
Um, Maybe techno is a stretch. Yeah. What yeah. What is it? I'm more just, like he's like remix Snoop and some other people. So it's okay. probably not like so like just like EDM ish. It does maybe. say genres electro house, techno, and acid house. So it's probably like a little more. So that is why I am unfamiliar because that is not my wheelhouse. Same. Okay. Fair enough. Um, Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't be. Just curious. Um, at a glance, it looked just like a filter slash distortion. I was like, okay. And then I saw the price and I said, why the fuck is a filter slash distortion module that expensive? Um, yeah. so I looked into the stats a bit more. Um, 400? Yeah, 399. Yeah. Um, so $400 filter with distortion. I'm like, that seems a little steep. Um, it's multi mode filter, low pass, band pass, and high pass, 12 dB slope. Um, the filter you can reroute to either be at the input stage after the input VCA or at the end of the stage mm-hmm. right before the output VCA. Okay. That's I was like, touch. okay, that's a, that's a nice little touch, sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it also has an effects circuit, which is a flange uh, delay, uh, flange delay and comb filter. You just pick one um, or are they serialized? It's like all in one, I think, depending mm-hmm. on where you have it. Um, Weird. I mean, there's a few knobs that change different states of it, but like you can't have it through all three simultaneously. Dodge, it's like all dodge. part of the same circuit. Um, and the BB, it's a BBD circuit, yeah, uh, essentially. Um, and they said that it's a BBD circuit that has kind of like accentuates the clock noise instead of filtering it or suppressing it. Uh, um, okay. they kept the clock noise in there and they said it has like a quality to it that enhances higher frequency harmonics. Okay. So seems like it's meant to add a little magic, I guess, to the distortion. Yeah. Okay. Which is kind of cool. Yeah. Um, the distortion itself has two different modes, fold and clip or refractal fold and clip. Um, the first fold and clip saturates the input signal before folding it over into itself and hard clips, which is pretty standard. Uh, and then the refractal fold clip saturates and then gently folds and does some trickery where the refractory peak forms rebounds into the opposite direction before hard clipping and results in more gain. Hmm. Not really sure what that's all about, but uh, I'm curious. Yeah, I was like, okay, uh, and more gain is always nice, right? right in, yeah. a, in a distortion <laughs> yeah, yeah. box, um, the flange comb delay BBD circuit has two different modes uh, called high and low. The low mode has a wider range for like the delay effects. I guess you can get longer times out of it. Um, but it's still pretty tight from what I was reading, like longer-ish tones, I should say. Okay. Yeah. And and then the high includes a broader spectrum for comb filtering specifically. So it's kind of neat. Um, I'm a little disappointed that it's monophonic. That is a bummer. Yeah. For, yeah. for the price, I would kind of expected, you know, uh, some stereo outs. Um, 
And it's SSF, which already has a stereo filter. They got the Deepole, yeah. right, right. which costs the same. So, wow. Yeah. So I'm kind of surprised I didn't like work some of that, you know, features into this. It may have also really increased the price, though. Mm, yeah. Honestly, though, for, if you're already hitting that $400 mark for a fucking filter, yeah. I feel like... Yeah. I feel like people would probably be willing to spend a few extra bucks for a stereo version of it. I, I know I would. You know what I mean? If yeah. I was already going that direction, and yeah, the stereo would probably pull me in. Like if it was what, $4.99 instead of $3.99 to have yeah. a stereo version of it, it would be that much more useful to me. You know what I mean? To be able to route stereo signals through all that. Right. Yeah. Whereas weirdly, I would still like the industrial music, or and what is it? British uh, noise electronics, oh. the grit. Filter is that's like at the, the end same of my notes. Price. The same okay. price, three ninety nine. Yeah, that was you're you're on the same page as me. I was just about to say that, like, if I'm about to drop four hundred dollars on a filter, I would probably be leaning more towards the I British the noise electronics. Yeah, <laughs> um, I mean, it lacks that, you know, the the BBD circuit, but it has some really nice gain staging and characteristics in the demos that I've heard at least. Parallel saturation stuff, the sound of it overall is yeah. fucking very appealing to me. I, I would like, if, get it. Yeah, if, if I had $400 burning a hole in my pocket, I'd be mm. I'd be torn between the grit and the triptych, I think. You know what I mean? Um, I had it in a cart today for 360 because the Memorial Day. So did I, I dude. Like, uh, and that's what got me looking into the triptychs. I was like, oh, both of these are cool. I can't really afford either. I don't know why I'm looking at this. But yeah, I had it in my cart. I was like, oh, that Memorial Day sale price looks a lot nicer. But yeah. Yeah, because they were super hard to get. And then all of a sudden, Perfect Circuit mm-hmm. got a bunch of them. And Detroit Modular also. Uh, yeah. yeah. Oh. They're in stock and on sale. And free shipping would be here in two days yeah that was, this, i know that's uh, what i was doing i, was I mean like, you're practically leaving money on the table if you don't get this <laughs> it is i like earlier today i was like yeah that would have been fun to use at the show like it just sounds like this quality you know the quality of it sounds really good it does it's it's not quite overstayer but it reminds me of some of the gain staging type of fuck shit up levels I can get out of the overstayer. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm like, well, that's kind of convenient to have and a little module because mm-hmm. I only have one overstayer and sometimes I wish I had multiples to achieve that effect. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and I'm like, if I had that and the overstayer routing two different things simultaneously, that'd be nice. Um, Yeah, it's it's a nice filter. And that's the thing about the triptych too is that I haven't really been blown away by the demo so far. Um. A lot of it, I mean, it sounds good, but it, it's not blowing me away. I'm not like, oh, that thing has a very specific character. You know what I mean? Like, even with the BBD circuit, like, it just kind of reminds me of something I've done many times before, and that's exactly. route a tight delay through a distortion. You know what I mean? It's a it's very like, familiar sound. Yeah. And that's cool, I guess, that you have it all in one, but, like, I don't, I don't really need that. I'm yeah. more interested in a very unique characteristic to my distortion. You know what I mean? I wonder, I'm kind of curious if they, like, either of the people involved did, like, circuit design or if they were just, like, features, like, we want this, this, and this. Mm-hmm. And they were like, all right, we can knock that together and put it behind this panel. Because it looks like the panel is kind of similar to the new thing they did, the Vorta, Vortices, Vortices or whatever. Yeah. Um, very similar, like, knob layout, I think. Yeah. So I wondered if they, like, kind of lifted that. Like, okay, we can, you know, make this at this price because we can just use these panels and put a new screen print on it. Um. Yeah, I was, I'm just curious about what level of their involvement was as well. There, mm-hmm. 
It kind of reminds me of the WMD um, Trash Master, because that was a collabo with some industrial dudes, too. Whose That's right. Name I'm drawing a blank on all of a sudden. Yeah, I'm I sorry about that. that. But, but yeah, they apparently had like a lot of input on the design of that thing overall, including like the, uh, what is it, the Screamer Tube circuit that's in there basically. i didn't know this i did not know this was a collaboration that's triptych or trash master trash master oh yeah, really yeah 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 it was a collab um mastercraft mastercraft that's it yeah mm. i wasn't too familiar with their music i i learned a little more about them after getting a trash master and being like yeah if i was going to design a filter distortion this would be pretty close to it you know what i mean like yeah, it had yeah. you know i still love my trash master i only have one in my rig now at this time i did have two at one point but it's still like it's just like a staple in my setup at this point yeah. did you get a black panel for it i did nice. finally fucking finally man i um i was always hoping that they would do that and at first they said no and then now they have black panels available for pretty much everything. Yeah. Um. Mm. So I got them. Yeah. Every WMD module I have now has a black panel. Redid them all. I've noticed yeah. a few people go in default. I think noise engineering is default black now and maybe mm. discontinuing silver. I think WMD is default now as well. I will say it's much easier like in the low light situation. I had those like red lights. Yeah. Um, and you can like read the text pretty clearly with yeah. those. It's hard um, with even regular light. I just ended up not using that one. Black panels are definitely the shit. They are. That's the, that's the only bummer about a uh, Harlequin's context. Yeah, I don't think they're doing black panels. And like, I've had a, I've gotten a couple modules where I'm like, I'll just I'll just scratch this off and just paint my own module. Mm -hmm. But that has way too much text and things that yeah. I need to read. Uh, so that's it's probably going to be silver until. Do they? They don't do black panels at all, do I they? Look, no, no, and, no, and like they I don't should. know, they should. It'd be so easy. Oh, and even keeping like the the weird um like gradated lines on them, mm. putting those uh, making them like gray or white on black panel. If they're listening, yeah, please. Oh, it'd be so nice. And it's also the one not black panel in my like live setup. Yeah. And so now it's just like this huge eyesore. Mine's a bunch of, there's a lot more silver that crept in for me, like the Tangle Quartet yeah. and uh, the Piston Honda and, you know, Bionic Lester. Yeah. So it's a little spottier for me now. I was close. Yeah. My Tangle's uh, in the 7U and I got the 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 dual VCA, which is like the two channel veils mm. from uh, Afterlater. That's what I've been using. Oh, cool. Yeah. Because I only need two voices in the live, the, the palette yeah. um, and combines them. So, what's that one? actually, that's wrong. I had the Metron. What is it? The WMD SSF one that was used instead oh, of the yeah. Tangle Quartet because the mute switches, which are so nice live. That's the thing. You don't have mute switches in the Tangle. True. The one thing I wouldn't want to add, but I get why it's not there. Effects aid, Igor added to the effects aid today, which was like that's... waking up and getting a present, seeing like, <laughs> oh yeah, you can CV through the presets. It's like fucking right, you can. That's um, that's astounding. Now, that's how do you get to, to that the though? Harlequin outputs automatically right now? Yeah. So how do you get to that though? Is it just because you've got the um, at least with the actually either version? How do you specify that you want to use a CV for that mode? It's the same way that you specify CV for the other inputs now. You know, there's like a, yeah. I think you hold the you hold it and then and then in. if you then you get the option, and it's one of three. Mm -hmm. uh, it, it lines up with the knobs. Is there like another? Yeah, I didn't check now? fully, but I just I don't know. That, that's how you're gonna do it, probably. Okay. 
No, that's amazing. Yeah. Uh, especially with, like it is pretty seamless going between them. Oh, I think it's the sample rate input that'll do it too. Oh, okay. Which is good because yeah. like that is like a cool effect, but it's not one that I've used often for like I mean, music. Yeah. Where I'm like, oh, I can. Yeah, it's just novel. Right. Right. Um. So yeah, that would be sick. FX8 just keeps getting better and better, Greg. Definitely does. Yeah, I need to get a couple. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a two, and I've almost bought a third. Really is amazing. I've been I've been content with uh, my noise engineering um, Versios mm. so far. I have two of them now. And oh, I've cool. Been playing yeah. with different firmwares on them. Oh, that's I cool. can't remember if I dipped into this in the last episode. I, don't I think we touched on it a little bit. Yeah. I think we, did, we did talk about it. I don't think we talked about the alternate firmwares, though. Okay. I think that's no. new. Mm, I'll have to save it for a later date because I didn't really prepare for that. And it's been a minute since I touched them. I've been busy moving and shit. But yeah. So you just teased it. I'm teasing, yeah. Teasing you, Dave. Got to keep you on edge. Coming. Got to keep you Summer wanting 2021. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I've been playing with the... Alternative firmwares. One is a stereo distortion, which is quite nice. And oh, cool. the other one is a different configuration of like reverb yeah. and stuff. And it's neat. Um, and there's a new one I'm going to fuck with that I saw on Muffs or Mod or whatever the fuck um, today. It's a third party firmware this guy's been working on. Oh, I heard about that. It's a multi effect. Um, yeah, it's kind of cool. It's got like stereo filter, it's got a couple different reverbs, it's got. Um, his own take on the, um, the panharmonium, which Ooh. I recently sold to help get money to to move, and I'm missing it. And I'm like, well, holy shit! Like, if yeah. I can get like, I mean, it's a stripped down version right, of the panharmonium, right. but the way he described it, it's to do the type of shit that I was doing with the panharmonium, anyways. Um, huh. So if I can get like a poor man's version of that on my Versio for free, fuck yeah, like, yeah, sign me awesome. up, yeah. Um, I feel bad now that I don't have the guy's name at hand to give him a shout out. But um but yeah, there's a whole thread on Muffs right now, um, with this guy discussing like the development of it, you know, as it progresses. And oh, that's cool. I think it's reached version zero dot four today. Um, added some enhancements. Yeah, I think it's like six or seven or eight different effects you can pull up on it. Oh, oh that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. The only uh, alternative firmware uh, that I fucked with recently is uh, I put Hemispheres on Ornament and Crime. Oh, right. Um, so I liked Ornament and Crime, but I always felt like I was only getting like 90% of it because mm-hmm. there was just that last bit that was just so fucking academic and dense mm. that I was like, and I would like screw with it and be like, that sounds kind of cool, but this is just just that bridge too far from like, I'm like, I'm not fully grokking this. It was awesome, but I was like, I'm just not getting as much out of it as I could. So hemispheres is like a lot of the cool stuff that's in ornament and crime, but without that sort of just like that last bit of like academic chin scratching um, density and ever and like, but also adding a lot of just like a ton of simple stuff. And yeah. the, like the way that I, like I think about it is like, it's like a cross between like a disting and WarioWare. Like you just have a bunch of these things and they're all like kind of stripped down because you only have like the one button to control. Like basically like uh, you got the push and the uh, knob and but now it's separated for the A and the B. Mm. Yeah. 
and yeah, and you can like switch between them and all of the inputs are halved. Like the, you know, like the two CV and the two gates are for A, the other two are for B. Um, and a couple of them will actually chain between them. Like I think it's the sequencer one that if they're both set to the same thing, they can be combined. So you're uh, always rocking doubles no matter what in hemispheres. Yeah. Except for, yeah, except for a couple of cases where you can actually be like, I want both of them to work, and then they can, can, you can actually go between, like, they'll actually just operate as one. Oh, okay. But everything else is completely, they're just completely independent, super smooth. A bunch of, like, really, like, bread and butter stuff, like nuts and bolts. And that, that's why like there's, like, that disting element to it of, like, hmm. um, you know, you, you can use this for just a fucking AD envelope if you wanted to. But you can also do these like really interesting sort of like logic stuff. Um, there's these weird like latching like modes, and there's a ton of them. So latching, as in like, like sending a volt. Once it hits a threshold, it'll stay high until it gets another uh, reset. Oh. Yes, like really interesting little stuff like that. Nice. Okay. And that's and that's where like the WarioWare analogy comes in because it, it it just like here's a cool little thing that works, and it's not super complicated, but if that's what you're looking for, it's super fucking useful. Hmm. Nifty. I mean, that's that element to Ornaments of Crime has always turned me off, so I haven't ever gotten one because it looked like it was too much menu and not enough interface, you know, just one knob, one button yeah. type of thing. Yeah. And I was like, eh. And a lot of the stuff in it never really appealed to me. But, yeah, Hemisphere, I'm intrigued, Dave. Tell me more. What's your go-to in there? Uh, So right now um, I've been doing a... Uh, What's it called? The little there's a little five step sequencer okay. screwing with that thing. Five step. Five step, but then if if anything drops down to zero, it just gets skipped. Yeah. So you can make it any any amount that you want. I do love five step sequencers. Yeah. Um, and the other one is the is that weird little logic thing where I have it where basically I set like a threshold, and then once that gets hit. Then the output stays at that, and then you can reset that later. Yeah, I like that logic. I, I've used other stuff to rig that type of thing up. It, same here. And I was like, this is, I don't have to rig it up now. Yeah. I just have it with these uh, couple of inputs, and then it just becomes super useful. Nifty. Yeah. And uh, and there's a bunch of them that I've like, like, oh, cool, that's there, and haven't really used it that much, but it's rad that it's there. And it's super fucking stable. Like, nice. I've, had, I've had no problems with it. It was super easy to update to add to it mm-hmm. um i don't know and I, I like if i went back to the original firmware for it i'd still get a ton of use out of it i think it's a useful module um but this is like way more useful this is this appeals to my brain a lot a lot better nice this tracker in front of us is pretty cute that's for sure it is a, it every time i see it i've seen it a couple times now and see pictures of it it is an amazing object. It is just beautifully designed. It looks very nice. Like it's one of the things where like I would be normally just put stickers on shit and like, you know, if it gets dinged up or whatever, it gets dinged up. But like, I may even have like a compulsion to keep something like that. Nice. Mm-hmm. I mean, mine's pretty dirty at the moment. It's not that nice. Well, now that you mentioned it's it, a little yeah. filthy. It looks nice. It's got proper <laughs> filth though. It should be kind of filthy, you know? Uh, I mean, aside from like the lack of stereo sampling, I don't have too many complaints about it, but I notice online some people's honeymoon phase is ending with it. Some people are complaining about the jog wheel messing up and mm-hmm. things like that. Mm-hmm. And some people, I think, I think there was a little bit of backlash going on due to the price of the um, the, the skinned versions. 
Mm. And like, yeah. you, you know what I mean? Like the price differences with those. And I don't know. It didn't really bother me. I, I didn't really care about neither the new skinned versions. Um, no. My cousin, however, was pissed because he had just bought one and then those dropped. And he was like pretty pissed because he said he wanted the banana one. I was going to say, was it the Bogdan banana one? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't even think he's familiar with Bogdan, but he just really liked the banana skin. He was like, I would have paid more for that. I'm like, you would have paid more <laughs> just because it's got a banana on it. It's like, dude, just buy some fucking banana stickers or something. Yeah. yeah. I, I or style know. flip it. Style flip it. Yeah. That's inevitable. Yeah. It's probably what it is. Well, it'd be amazing if it really was. And it wasn't even applied. You had to, it just came with the style flipped uh, sticker and you had to put it on yourself. But it cost way more than it would cost for you to just get it on your own. I, I don't know. Like the the look of it in its normal state, you know, just plain black. Yeah. Oh, it's beautiful. Appealed to me. So did the so price. Sexy. So, like, having one that was all brightly colored and, like, you know, different looking and more expensive didn't appeal to me in any way, even with extra sample pack on there i'm like right. i don't give a shit right. i'm loading this thing with my own sounds i don't yeah. need to pay a premium for other people's sounds that i'm never going to touch you it know, looks like pre-lenovo ibm like made some yes, weird side project <laughs> yes, music thing and there it is you know yeah it looks like machined everything has like a precision on it that is uh buttons are the hottest too yeah. i wish they had um these are much nicer than like the electron yeah. ones and i kind of wish the electron ones are like that yeah i love the feel of them Greg, uh, so the the jog wheel is pretty big and mm-hmm. circular. Yeah. So if you want, I can get I can make you a sticker of my face mm-hmm. to put cool. on the jog wheel. So solid offer. Nice, That's my face. I like it going around and around in a circle, glaring like at you. Okay, in like four different ways, right? So no matter how I turn it, it's like Ooh. right side up. Yes, now it is. Yes, like, but like, could you make it a hologram too? So you're like, oh yeah, you know. Now we're talking. Eating like a spack sandwich or something, well, or like that lenticular art with the uh, where it would change, like so it's like a two frame animation of like me biting into a sandwich. That's sick. That would be awesome. Yeah, I'll See, get I'd a pay a premium for that. Yeah, consider it done. I'll get a tracker just for that sticker. <clears throat> I did have a tracker for a week, but it intimidated me, or rather, I it was I didn't want to get into another system. Mm. Um, it was cool though, but mm. I haven't had a system. Um, not intimidate me as much as this one. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Like I, I find it fairly welcoming for me, and mm-hmm. I jive with it well. This, you know, I, I, I'm still digging it. You know what I mean? Even after a few months now, yeah, it's still like my go-to. Trying to figure out how to put stuff on there to perform on things like that, and not just use it as a studio tool. So this is going to be in your uh, live setup, most likely. I don't think I'm going to be basing my entire set off of it. Really? I, th- I think that's going to still mostly based off of the Taraz and huh. and uh, some form of either a noise rig, you know what I mean, modular mm-hmm. or a couple small desktop synths that I can mm-hmm. utilize with the Taraz. And this will just be like an accompanying piece of gear that I can bounce into some rhythms with, some patterns, but not mm-hmm. base everything off of. Not surprising just because I could, I could see a scenario where someone this was the, the, the hearts and brains of it. Mm-hmm. And everything mm-hmm. was based off of that. Would you do like DJ mixer style setup and like fade over to it? Like I was trying to figure that out. That's still variety. yeah, that's still what I'm trying to figure out. And you talking about that uh, 505? Oh yeah, has me thinking other things now too. <laughs> like you know, if I could just loop chunks of the tracker and overlay oh, it with yeah. things going on with that my Taraz, yeah, I'd be having a blast with that. I think. Mm-hmm.